Sachem Perk Base Mishnehei two five, and now we will discuss the mitzvah of eating matzah, at least briefly. So, as we discussed, as you know, there's a mitzvah from the Torah to eat matzah on Leila Seder, the first night of Pesach, um, and very possibly even a mitzvah later on, according to some shikas. But be that as it may, the question here is, what flour may one use to make his matzah? Now, the base of this mission is that the pasuk says. You can't eat your Korban Pesach with chametz. Shivas yamim tochal alav matzos. During Pesach, for seven days, you will eat matzos. So the fact that matzos and chametz are connected in the Pasuk teaches that it's the very same material that can become chametz, which one may use or must use to make his matzos mitzvah his mitzvah matzvahs. And that being the case, the same way we said before, that it's specifically the five grains that can become chametz, it's those same five grains that can be used for matzah. Um, that's what the Mishnah says. I'll explain more in just a moment. But the Mishnah says, Elu Devarim, these are the materials, Sha'adam Yotze Ben Yodei Chavasa Bepesach, that a one can be Kiyotzi, his mitzvah of mitzvah's matzah, of eating the matzah, on Pesach, Bechitin, with wheat, Uvasaorim with barley, Bukusmin that's spelt, Bishifon that's rye, Bishabolet Shual, which is oats. Let me just go through these one at a time. Chitin everyone knows wheat, and indeed wheat is the preferred material lahalacha for making your matzahs out of because meat works the best and tastes the best, and therefore it's mitzvah and muvchar, ideal material. But you could also use saorin, that's barley. Kusmin is spelt. Don't mix this up with modern-day kusemet. Kusemet is buckwheat. It's kidneyos. It's not legitimate use. Kusmin is spelt. You can buy in the stores as well, even today. Um, it's a type, basically a type of wheat. Shifon is rye. And shibolet shual, according to con- the accepted halacha, the consensus of halacha, is that we're referring to oats. Like it's an oatmeal oats. Uh, Rashi and of... Uh, Memhei says that it's called Shibalat Shual because Shibalat Shual means something like fox grain because the shape of the oat stalk looks like a fox's tail. There are shitas that it indeed is not oats, but that is the accepted halacha. Now let me explain a little more about what's going on over here. As the Bartanura brings, it's these particular five grains that can um, become chametz. Other grains, like, for example, rice and millet, as well as, I don't know, sorghum, kidneyos, maize, all those things, they, if you make flour from those materials and you mix it with water, it will not rise. It will just come to sirchon, like kind of rot. And the reason why is because it's specifically these grains that have the proteins, called gluten and gliden, that when you wet them, they combine to become gluten. Um, gluten's become a bit of a four-letter word of sorts in some circles nowadays, um, but gluten, for the record, is perfectly healthy and fine for normal people. Um, people who have an intolerance, celiac, they are um, intolerant to the gliden proteins, for what it's worth. And maybe it doesn't matter. What happens is when you have your your gluten, it's kind of like um, a molecular. The protein of gluten is kind of like a, makes like a molecular net to catch bubbles. And the same way, if you recall, cheap bubble gum from a child. Your childhood wouldn't hold the bubble. It just kept on popping. But the good bubble gum was very elastic. 
and expanded easily and had strength to it and it could hold a very big bubble. So, so too, um, this gluten from these proteins becomes like as a very elastic and strong like protein net, which catches the bubble. So as the the yeasts begin to ferment the the flour, they produce carbon dioxide and there's also sort of water vapor coming out anyways. That the bubbles inside the loaf of bread and it begins to rise and those bubbles are caught in, allowing the bread to rise and stay risen because it has strength to it. Um, that's when you cut a loaf of bread, you'll you'll see like in a cross section, you see there's kind of bubbles inside of it. Um, so that's what's happening. Now, grains that do not have these proteins, don't have gluten, um, like millet or rice, whatever it is, and if you make try to make bread from one of these things, you make cornbread, let's say, it just doesn't work. It stays flat and doesn't doesn't rise. If you've had cornbread and you say, hey, cornbread does rise, that's because the recipe for cornbread includes putting in a wheat flour inside of it. Um, in any case, so because these five and only these five grains have the gluten proteins which allow it to rise and hold itself up, um, they're the ones that are considered to be chametz and other grains not so. And therefore, it's other grains that you can't use for your matzah, but these five grains you could use for matzah. It's a little curious that oats really don't have much gluten, um, and therefore there's, that's one of the reasons why there's a question of the status of oats in some circles. Um, but in any case, people who are you know, um, totally intolerant, like celiacs, etc., to gluten um, can and should use oat matzahs, even though they taste dreadful, I understand. Okay, so that's that. Now the mission is going to continue on and give us a list of like issues that could be with this grain where you might think either it yes is kosher or isn't kosher and to let you know um, whether or not it is acceptable to use as your flour for your matzos mitzvah. This list we've seen before, this list appeared as recently as Ervin. It exists in Demai. It's a list that comes up a bunch of times in the Mishnayas. And it's the same list again, so I'll go through it quickly-ish, um, not excessively thoroughly. Here we go. It says, V'yotin b'damai. You could use damai grain as your source for your mitzvah's matzah. What's damai? You'll recall that in the Second Temple period, in the beginning, there was a fellow of Yochran Kohen Gadol, um, not from the Hanukkah story, who, a different one, who did a sociological study. He saw that the majority of Amhe Aretz people did take the proper tithes, but there's a significant minority that didn't, and he was. they were concerned that because there was such a significant minority, that even though the truth is me'ikra din, technically speaking, one could rely on the majority and assume that called the parish maruba parish, if you buy, you know, any, let's say, wheat from the generic food supply, since the majority of the food supply is indeed fully tithed, you can assume this is tithed also. But the rabbi said, since such a significant minority don't take out at least the trumas meiser, and whatever that is for the minute, that's the tithe that the lady's supposed to take out, however that happened. So they want you to call this damai and to take that Trumas Meiser, as well as, when applicable, Meiser Shani, out of the grain. So, since the rabbi said you cannot eat Demai, it's quote-unquote not kosher, The mish- you might have thought then that if you have Demai flour that was used to make your matzahs, it's not kosher, so to speak, and you can't use it for your matzah's mitzvah, but you, you would be wrong in thinking that, indeed, you can be yotu with your Demai matzah. And the reason why is because when the rabbi said that we must not eat Demai till we further fix it up, um, they put certain exclusions to that requirement. Um, most notably, an, an, an ani, a poor person, um, may eat demai as is. And since anybody could 
in theory become a poor person simply by relinquishing his assets um, and becoming you know ownerless overnight. So therefore, everyone is essentially, in theory, potentially eligible for eating demai. And that in the case, if one used demai grain to make his matzah mitzvah, he'll be yoti for the event. Second of all, if you have the first tithe, meaning that's the levy's portion, that had its truma taken from it, the truma from the Mycerishon is the trumas Mycer, um, which is 10% from that 10%, meaning the levy who gets 10% from the Yisrael farmer will then give the 10% of what he received to a Kohen as a trumas Mycer. So he has to do that, um, and we're saying here that that was taken. So that being the case, you'd ask yourself, well, why in the world couldn't a levy, or even Yisrael for that matter, use Meiser Rishon grain that had its truma taken from it? The answer is because this is a scenario where the levy cut in front of the, that levy cut in line, and he went to the farmer and he said, listen, I'm here now, give me my 10% of the grain. And the farmer agreed, but the farmer hadn't yet taken the truma gadola, the 2% that he'd be giving to the Kohen. Now, that's disallowed, and that would make it not kosher, quote-unquote. The thing is that we're talking about a scenario where the farmer hadn't yet finished processing his grain. Um, Gemar Malacha, the finishing of the processing, is the time at which one can no longer eat from grain, even casually arrive before taking the tithes, um, and that's when it's strictly required to tithe the produce. But before the finishing of the processing of the grain, which is called meruach akri, the smoothing of the stack of grain pile, and before that, um, one does not necessarily have to take trumas, excuse me, truma gadola. And that being the case, the levy who comes early while the harvest is still happening can get his full 10% um, from the farmer without having any of that grain that he's receiving have truma gadola removed from it. So you might have thought that the fact that truma gadola was never taken from this wheat before the levy got it just and all he gave was trumas meiser, that would be insufficient, and therefore it would be, quote-unquote, not kosher, because it still has truma gadol to be given. If you think that, you'd be thinking wrong. Since the levy came before Gemar Malacha, the processing hadn't been finished, the levy was within his rights to get his 10% without having anything given to the Kohen yet, and then from that he'll give his trumas meiser to the Kohen, and that's sufficient. So such matzah, even though it never had truma gadol taken from it, is still kosher to be used for matzah's mitzvah. The mission continues, Uvamas or Shani Vehektish and Niftu. Meister Shani and Hektish will take them separately. Meister Shani is the second tithe. You'll recall in years one, two, four, and five of the seven year Shemitah cycle, you have to um, take a second tithe, which is actually for you to eat in Yerushalayim. So you would take that wheat and take it to Yerushalayim and eat it over there. If you don't want to schlep the wheat to Yerushalayim, you're allowed to redeem the Kadusha, the sanctity of the Meister Shani, onto coins and then. Um, take the coins to Yerushalayim and eat them over there. Now, you're supposed to, when you redeem your produce onto coins, my Shani produce, you are supposed to be Mosef Achomish. For every four shekels worth of food that you're redeeming, you're supposed to add a fifth shekel, the redemption price. Um, that's what you're supposed to do. But if you didn't do that, even though you didn't do the mitzvah properly, your Maestro Shani is still effectively redeemed. And that being the case, though you didn't add that extra chomish, that 25%, so you still have effectively redeemed your maizhsheni, and it can be eaten outside of Yerushalayim, and therefore you could use it for your matzah's mitzvah. The same thinking goes on with hektish. Hektish is produce, let's say, that you um, consecrated as a gift to the base of Mikdash. 
since we're talking here about grain, it can't go on the Mizbeach itself, the altar. So it's going to be called for Bedekabayas, for upkeep of the Beis HaMikdash. And what the Beis HaMikdash does is when they get anything of value that's consecrated to them, if they can't use it directly for the sacrificial procedures, etc., what they'll do is they will essentially monetize it. They'll sell it in the gift shop, put it on their eBay website, whatever it is, and then take the money and use it for upkeep, you know, to pay the janitor and electricity bill, whatever is going to go on to the base of Mikdash. So if you redeem your own hektesh, that means I had some wheat, I said I want the wheat to go to the base of Mikdash, I give it as a gift to them, I consecrate it, I makdash it, and then I say what I'm really giving now is the value, so I'll then redeem the wheat and then put the kadusha that's on the wheat onto coins and give that as a gift to the base of Mikdash. Um, so when I do redemption on my own hektish, I'm supposed to be most of a chomesh. Again, very four shekels of value that I'm redeeming. I should add a fifth shekel. If you don't, you didn't do the right thing, but it's still effectively redeemed. And that being the case, if I was makdish, my four shekels worth of wheat, I should have redeemed it for five shekels, but I didn't. That uses four shekels. Still, it's effectively redeemed, and I can use that wheat to make matzah's mitzvah. Next, v'hakohanim b'chala uvetruma. Kohanim can use chala, that's the dough that's given to the Kohen, or truma, that's the, it's true, this is either chala, first tie, the truma gadola, or the truma smicer that the Kohen receives. He can use such wheat to make his uh, matzah out of. Truth is, you'd ask why in the world shouldn't he be able to do that? That's regular food for a Kohen. The answer is, you might have thought, since matzah is a mitzvah for all Jews, Kohanim and non-Kohanim alike, you might have thought it has to be made of the kind of material that any Jew non-Jew and Kohen alike could eat, and therefore truma would be not valid, but you'd be thinking wrong. In fact, a Kohen could use truma or chala to make his matzah's mitzvah. Aval, however, lo tevel, you cannot use tevel, that means untithed produce, for your matzah's mitzvah. Now, tevel means it's untied, and that's certainly not kosher, quote-unquote. In fact, tevel carries with it the penalty of misabideh shemayim, premature death, um, until the truma gets out of it, so it's very not kosher. And yet the Mishnah says you could use tevel wheat to make your matzah. The reason why is because we're talking about here that's tevel midurah banan, rabbinic tevel. So what's the case? The case is, let's say you plant the wheat in a flower pot, and the flower pot is a atzitz she'enu nakov. It has not got any perforations in the bottom of the flower pot. So therefore, the wheat technically is not really drawing nutrients from the ground, it's trapped in a flower pot, and therefore, really, midaraisa doesn't have to take, isn't subject to the tithes, but midarabon it is. So you might have thought that since it's only rabbinically forbidden as tevel, so then you might have thought, well, it's okay with the evid. The answer is wrong. Even rabbinically, for rabbinic tevel is forbidden to be used for masa's mitzvah. You can't use Maiserish on the first tie that the first tie that was given to the Levi. You can't use that um, if it hadn't had its truma taken from it. Again, you might scratch your head and say, of course you can't. It has truma, like truma smeister still to be removed. So the case is, even if it had truma smeister removed, but the Levi, same as the previous case, cut the line. He went to the farmer and he got his Maiserish on before it had its truma gadola taken off. If the levy showed up after Gemar Malacha, finishing the processing of the grain, meaning Merucha Kri, the smoothing of the piles of grain, at that point, the levy is not eligible to take his truma gadola until first, excuse me, the levy is not eligible to take his Maiser Rishon until truma gadola is first taken off and given to a Kohen. And that in the case, if he did, if the levy did take that Maiser Rishon, it's still subject to truma gadola requirements, and therefore, if he couldn't use that as 
matzah to eat because not quote unquote not kosher has to be tied properly still. Velova maser sheni vehektish shelo niftu. You can't use maser sheni wheat or hektish wheat that wasn't redeemed. Again, you'd scratch your hand and say, of course you can't use it. It wasn't redeemed. It's not eligible. Um, but the answer is we're talking about a scenario where you did try to redeem it, but you're, you tried in vain. You did not redeem it properly. So that would mean, for example, for maser sheni, maser sheni has to be redeemed onto a coin. But it's learned out from a pasuk um, that v'tsarta kesev biyadcha. It says you will take the money bound up in your hand to Yishalayim that the kesef, the money you're using, has to have a tsura, has, a, has to have a stamp, has to be minted coins. But if you had just sort of like a, a slug, a blank piece of silver that hadn't been stamped by government to make it a coin, it's just a slug, or certainly a silver ingot or something, no, that's not effective for use to redeem your Meister Shani. And if you try to redeem the Kedusha from the Meister Shani produce onto an ingot, onto a slug, no can do, it doesn't work. And therefore, if you used such attempted but failed to be redeemed uh, produce, grain, etc. for your matzah's mitzvah, you're not be yotzi, because not kosher, so to speak. Same goes with hektish, so hektish has to be redeemed. You could redeem it not just on coins, but even onto any chattel, any sort of moving, movable object, you can redeem it for the same value. Um, but if you try to redeem it onto, let's say, karka, onto, onto land, that's not valid. In other words, I, want, I say I want to transfer my $100 of hektish grain onto $100 of, of property and give the property to the base of Mikdash, that's not effective in deconsecrating the grain. So if you try to do that, then try to use the grain for your matzah mitzvah, not kosher, and therefore it can't be used. Now, that's that. Now, the mission is going to wrap up with like a related but like new points. It's not the usual list. Now we're just talking about certain, um, essentially, matzah that was made for other mitzvah purposes other than the mitzvah of matzah. So the first is chalos toda. Urakike Nazir. There's, sorry, I should say Chalas Toda. First, let's look Chalas Toda. The first case is you, the Korban Toda, we actually discussed earlier in the parak, comes with the four loaves of bread, four types of, I should say the 40 loaves of bread of four different types. Um, so three out of the four types are not chametz, so effectively they're matzah, right? Those are the Chalas Matzahs, which I guess are kind of like what I referred to before as like the Sephardi Matzah type thing. Rakikin, those are wafers, those are kind of like Ashkenazi matzahs, and the Ravucha, okay, which is something a little different. But all those are not chametzdik, and therefore they should be eligible for use as matzah. The fourth type is chametz, that's certainly not the case. And the same goes with the Rakike Nazir, when a person finishes his Naziris, that's when he becomes a Nazir, you know, not eating um, gray products and becoming tummy, etc., so cutting his hair. So the Nazir, at the end of his process, he has to bring, amongst other things, these um, 20 loaves of bread of two different types. Both of those types are of loaves of bread are actually not chametzik. They're like basically what I call Ashkenazi and Sephardi matzahs. So the question is, can you take those loaves of bread that you made to bring as a Nazir or made to bring with your Toda and use them now for your matzah's mitzvah? So now, we're certainly not, just to make sure it's clear we're talking about, we're not talking about a scenario where you actually brought the carbon toda and now this is just like leftover matzos from that. No way. We said you can't bring your carbon toda on Ere Pesach. There's no way you could have matzos on Leil HaSeder that actually are leftovers from your carbon toda because of no star issues and so on. No. We're saying a scenario where you made these matzos and you intended to have them set aside so when you do bring your korban toda or do finish out your naziris at that point you use these matzahs for 
the procedure. So is that going to be okay? And the answer is no, it's not okay. As the Mishnah says, Chalos Toda, the matzah you use for your Toda offering, and Rakike Nazir, and the matzahs you use for your Nazir's procedure, Asan Atzmo, if you made them for yourself, meaning for your own korbanos, Ein Yotzin Behen, you're not Yotzi with such matzahs on Pesach. The reason why is because the Pasuk says, Ushamartim Esa Matzos, you have to guard the matzos. that's the source for the Matzah Shemura issue, um, but one of the points there is that the matzah has to be made lishma, has to be made and guarded and made for the purpose of matzos mitzvah, mitzvah matzahs, and not some other kind of matzah, like the even if it's a toda or nazir matzah. That being the case, since you didn't make it for the sake of the matzah mitzvah, so it's not eligible not to be used for the matzah mitzvah, the mitzvah, the matzah, yeah, the mitzvah matzah in English. Um, fine. But asan limkor b'shuk, if you prepare those matzahs to sell in the marketplace, meaning you anticipated there's going to be a lot of pilgrims coming, they'll be coming for the, you know, for the holiday of Pesach, they're going to need matzah because they're going to be nazirim and they're going to be bringing todas, you know, and you're, you're making them, you know, a week before Pesach so people have them and you could sell them to them. So then, yotzim ben, you could be guilty with such matzah. And the reason why is because when a person makes matzah, he thinks he's going to sell the shuk to the pilgrims, the ole regal, so he realizes that if he has leftover matzah that no one bought from him, he'll just use it for his matzah as his Pesach Seder. That being the case, when he made the matzah for sale, he had in mind two purposes. Either I'll sell them to people who need them for their korbanos, and if people don't take them for their korbanos, I'll keep them for myself for Seder night. And that being the case, they were made also sufficiently enough to be considered also for the mitzvah matzahs. So therefore, Yotzim Ben, he could be Yotzim with matzah on his Pesach Seder.